Hey, to all the real estate professionals out there, I want to let you know the Buyer's Mind is sponsored by Homebridge Financial. Homebridge loan officers are experts in new home financing, and they bring sales ideas and strategies and market intelligence and programs that will help sell homes. To learn more about that, go to builder.homebridge.com. Homebridge Financial, home financing made easy. So we're going through a rather interesting time, and here's my question. What will you learn about yourself? Let's get into that today on The Buyer's Mind. Welcome to The Buyer's Mind, where we take a closer look deep inside your customer's decision-making mechanism to reverse engineer the perfect sales presentation. Now, please welcome your host, Jeff Shore. Well, welcome everyone once again to another edition of The Buyer's Mind. I am your host, Jeff Shore, and this is the podcast where normally we talk about the way that buyers make purchase decisions. But today, we're just going to keep it topical and talk about what's going on in the world right now and ask ourselves this question, uh, not what are we going through, but what will we get out of it? How will it change us? And I want to start this way with something that I'm learning about myself in this time. Blaise Pascal, the philosopher Blaise Pascal, once said, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Now, for those of you who have followed this podcast, you know that I was greatly influenced last year when I had Cal Newport on the podcast talking about the concepts of digital minimalism. And I recognized at that time that I was rather addicted to all things digital, particularly my smartphone, uh, which I carried with me and checked uh, all the time, regardless of where I was and what what I was doing. And I had made the decision at the time that I read that book to go on a digital detox, to strip my phone of all of the apps that were uh, drawing my attention to leave my phone on a counter, actually in a little wicker basket on the counter when I got home, not take it into restaurants, that, that sort of thing. And then the other thing that I did was that I really got into the idea of solitude. Cal Newport in his book on digital minimalism talks quite a bit about this idea of solitude, about finding times to step away where your brain is not influenced by anybody else's brain. And I'm so grateful that that I've been practicing that discipline. And I'm going to confess, it did me just a world of good. It has really, really been helpful for my mindset until recently. And my wife, Karen, has mentioned to me a couple of times in the last week uh, that I am back into my old habits, that I am back into constantly checking the news, constantly looking to see what's going on. So I started to ask myself the question, what am I learning about myself? Right, every When I'm going through a difficult time, a confusing time, it's not just how do I get through it, it's how do I become a better person because of it? At least that's the way that I like to approach these things. So it takes some diagnosing because you know uh, Dan Sullivan, the founder of Strategic Coach, says, all change begins by telling the truth. All change begins by telling the truth. So I had to be honest with myself about what is going on and about what I'm going through and why I am suddenly reconnected and having my face buried in my phone. And I think as I diagnose the problem, that it comes down to this. The brain really dislikes the unknown. Okay, When we think about fear, we think about the fear of the unknown. The problem with the unknown is that the unknown is out of our control. 
Now, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast with Anthony Iannarino. I don't consider myself to be that much of a control freak, so I don't have as much anxiety as some people do in that regard, but but I'm still struggling with it. I'm still struggling with the idea of feeling out of control. So then what happens? I say, why am I out of control? Well, because I don't have enough information. That's why. So what I have found is that I've been trying to seek out more information in order to eliminate some of the unknown. And then what happens? Well, now I'm going to scroll through. I'm going to look at all the different opportunities out there. My Google News Feed, Drive Time Radio, Facebook Feeds, podcasts, online publications, e-zines, what emails from other people, whatever it is that are going to be assaulting me, that are going to be coming at me. And frankly, they'd be coming at me anyway, even if I wasn't seeking them out. But what happens next? You know what happens? We overfeed on the panic. Hey, time for a quick break while we figure out how to pay for this podcast. Well, this podcast is sponsored by Novi Home. Novi Home is a digital sales and marketing tool that gives your new home sales team everything they need for powerful follow-up. In our changing environment, Novi Home allows you to engage buyers when you're not face-to-face. Novi Home offers your buyers a phenomenal digital buying experience that is personalized for your company. Novi Home also takes all of your marketing materials and plugs it into your branded builder app. Novi Home's analytics give your sales team real-time insight into which leads are engaging and exactly what they are looking at, which enables powerful follow-up. Visit novihome.com to schedule a demonstration today. That's novihome.com. Listeners of this podcast will save 10% on the monthly service. All right, back into our topic now. Now, Seth Godin on March 20th wrote a phenomenal blog post, and one of the things he said was that fear needs a network, that panic needs a network. If one person panics and nobody else responds, then that panic does not spread. But if one person panics and it leads to a whole lot of other people panicking, then what happens? You get this network effect. So when we think about all those different sources out there that are all feeding me panic, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I'm ashamed to admit it, but I've got an app on my phone called Breaking News where I can get breaking news from 20 different sources at any given time that'll tell me exactly what's going on. Uh, Quick question to you. What are the chances that one of those news stories is going to be somebody did something really nice for somebody in Omaha today? No, no, no. no. This is this is all about global pandemic and death and stock market and and all of these things that are going to tell me how bad the world is. And the problem is that this news is coming at us in these thick, thick waves. So collectively, these things represent a network by which the fear intensifies. In other words, now I can say I'm well-informed and I feel much worse. Now, the reason that concerns me that I've been asking myself the question, and it really is an important question, what will I become on the other side of this thing? What will I learn about myself? How will I be a better person? Now, to be clear, I don't think that the answer is to be ill-informed. That's not, I'm not suggesting you should put your head in the sand and let all of this go away. But when we hang out online, then we're going to hang out in a negative environment. When we're constantly seeking out the news, the news is going to be negative. That's not going to make me a better person. So then I focus in instead on what can I control? What is in my control? 
right? So uh, I, I set up an appointment to uh, to donate platelets. This is something I do from time to time. It's been a little while since I've done it. So I'm going to give platelets because you know what? Leukemia patients still need the platelets in their battle. And I'm along those same lines. I've been organizing a blood drive through uh, my church. Our church building is closed, but there are still human beings that are asking how they can help. What does that look like? I'm reconnecting with family and friends. Yeah, Karen and I went on a walk through a neighborhood where some friends of ours lived just the night before last. And we just called them from outside the house and said, hey, come on out. We'll keep our social distance, but let's chat for a while. It was wonderful. I'm posting uh, short little prayers on our, the Facebook page of our church. I'm reading more instead of going online. And most importantly, I am doubling down on my solitude time. On that time where I'm simply walking away from my desk, walking away from my phone, and just enjoying the solitude and letting my mind calm down. Remember what Seth Godin said, fear needs a network. But on the opposite side of that coin, calm has a dampening effect on that fear. Look, the world is a crazy place and we're going through some difficult times. I do not want to minimize that. But what can you control? Ask yourself the question, what can you control? You can control the action steps you take, you can control your attitude, and you can control the amount of time that you spend online. What can you control? Go do more of that. And then finally, to quote one of my favorite movies of all time, and I will leave this episode of the podcast this way, my friends, go out there and be excellent to one another. 